Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hey guys, before we get started, just a quick reminder that all the information in this podcast is of a general nature and not tailored to your personal circumstances. So please seek personal financial advice before acting on this information. Hey everyone and welcome to uh, this live where I'm going to be joined by Mason Thorne and by Anthony Caligari. Um, We are going to be talking about navigating the end of your fixed rates fixed rates on your on your home loan. So I'm just going to get the boys to jump in and uh, and we'll. them in. Hey Mason, how are you, mate? Hey John, how are you going? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. Um, just getting Anthony to jump in as well too. Uh, hey guys, how are you going? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. All right, well, we're going to be streaming across uh, multiple different uh, avenues now. Um, this will be going over, obviously, on Instagram, and this will be going across on our uh, Facebook groups and on YouTube as well. Um, so we'll get started. All right. All right, now, welcome to another live session where we're going to be talking about the navigating the end of your uh uh, end of your fixed rate on your home loans, which is a very topical, uh, uh, t- very topical at the moment, as a lot of people are coming off their low uh, fixed rates in 2023. Um, a lot of people early, you know, a couple of years ago, even now, uh, locked in some low interest rates at you know the 1.89, 1.99%, and they're going to see these rates move to the fives um, at the moment. And just so you both all know, me and Anthony are both uh, qualified in uh, lending as well too, as financial advisory, financial advice as well too. And Mason uh, works in this space, especially with uh, professionals and young families uh, navigating through this. So you're really going to have be having three people um, go through this and unpack that. And for people that are joining us live, uh, feel free to ask as many questions as you can. We're here to try and uh, answer these questions and make you as as prepared as possible for these changes to happen. So, uh, without any further ado, Mason, um, what's going on and, and what's the main things that people kind of need to know? Yeah, on John is about two years ago, rates or fixed rates they were offering on two and three year fixed loans were about that one point nine nine or low two percent. So a lot of people were locking those in, and at the time it was fantastic. But now, unfortunately. It's it's two, three years later, and they're going to come off. And once they come off, we then go to the variable rate. And as you said, the variable rate is now sitting around that high, high fours, low fives. So it's quite a significant jump. Um, so what that sort of represents is it's probably going to be an increase of about 40% in your monthly repayment. So that's quite a substantial hit, considering the monthly repayments usually for most budgets, the biggest expense. Mm-hmm. But the biggest expense increase of 40%, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's it. That's it. And Anthony, are you finding as well too? Obviously, you work with a lot of people in regards to cash flow and lending. Are you finding that people are are, are preparing themselves, or what's exactly going on at the moment? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mixed bag at the moment. So there is a lot that are prepared, and they do have those buffers in place, and they have prepared um, by making those extra payments in the lead up. But there are a lot of people who aren't really 
factoring in that their fixed rates coming off and their loan repayments are literally going up by a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. and they're going to be trying to trying to make up those extra payments in the last minute, which mm-hmm. it's a bit worrying a lot of the times, uh, especially on a lot of these households with inflation and everything else with um, the cost of living going up. Mm-hmm. It's making it very hard for them to have those, to have that extra um, cash flow available for the loan repayments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's exactly right. So right now you might find yourself where you've got decent cash flow. You're obviously in a position where you're able to make those repayments, but what we need to be making sure is that we're starting to really set the cash flow on what's going to be already. And we've been harping a lot, a lot of this in regard to our existing private clients for a long time. But for the wider community here, we want to be making sure that everyone is prepared. So first and foremost, Anthony, what's the, um, like right now, obviously in the market, um, what's the current like variable rate that these people would be switching over to? Roughly? Yeah, so... So right now, I think the going variable rate is at, um, well, it, it really depends on the LVR, but let's say the base, you're looking at high fours, um, mm-hmm. is really where it's at at the moment. But mm-hmm. that's where owner-occupied investments are obviously a bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it depends, like you can have some, some lenders have lower, lower rates for lower LVRs, um, higher rates for high, higher LVRs, stuff like that. But I would say the base rate at the moment, if you say high fours, is probably, probably where the money's at. So if you're paying anything more than that, mm-hmm. um, it's probably something that you should be having a look at. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a, there's a general consensus that interest rates haven't finished rising as well too. So being in a position to allow for those interest rate rises to happen. Now, the consensus is that that is going to be another two times that that is going to go up, but that, that is no, not saying that that is guaranteed that it's going to be just two or one or three or four. Um, but just to un- understand that rates are going to, going to continue to go up. Now, when we do a lot of our modeling and our stress testing for a lot of our clients, we are positioning that at roughly around 7% in, in regards to, to, to lending. Now, people might be a little bit shocked by that, but, at the end of the day, if the variable rate is at 4.5%, we want to be able to be positioning them at well above where that rate is in case it does rise to there. We don't want to be forced in a position that if we don't, if, the, if interest rates do rise to those levels that we've got to be making bad decisions. So first and foremost, what you've got to look at is say, okay, well, what actually ha- would happen if, one, it gets to the current rate, which is going to happen to you, two, then not only at the current rate, but putting a buffer rate on top of that to be able to make sure that in rising interest rate environments, that you're still being able to kind of push forward and get to where you need to get to. Now, a lot of people on here might be quite quite shocked with that. You might be in a position where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what that's going to be. I can't believe what our household you know, budget or cash flow is going to look like. But when you're faced with that, you've kind of got to face the music, don't you, Mason? There's nothing we can really do about it now because... I know I've got a lot of conversations around, okay, once it comes off a fixed period, I want to fix it again, which you, de- you definitely can do. But unfortunately, if we go fix it again, the fixed rates now are higher than the variable rate. So it's a bit of a reverse situation where it was two, three years ago where the fixed rates were lower than the variable rate. So fixing it again, yes, it is still an option. It's just not as an attractive an option. Some people still like it just because you have that certainty around repayments. But at the moment, if you do go to fix it again, you will be paying at even a higher rate. So, Anthony, I don't know what you're seeing in the moment. Are you seeing anyone fix anymore? Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay away as fixed for my clients as much as possible because just because the way that the rates are, there, there, it is fairly, it is, there's a, um, 
a bit different between the fixed and the variable rate at the moment. And with a lot of talks that the fixed, uh, that the variable rates, uh, the, sorry, the cash rate uh, is going to come back down, um, fixing it in for long term is probably not the most ideal thing to do, especially looking at those longer terms like three, four or five years, um, because there's a lot of uncertainty of what's going to happen. You don't really want to be locked into those contracts where, um, when there's a lot of change that can happen. So at the moment, I think it is majority um, variable loans, I would say about 90%. Um, and then you see even probably 95% variable loans and you have that um, occasion where you are fixing for a, um, a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest one as well too is that when you look at that situation and you might feel shocked about where that's going to happen, you might hear what the guys are saying you've got to be prepared for what's going on because the decision-making that you've really got to make around this is, do I face the music or not? And the reality is is that you need to face the music. You can't run away from this. This is a debt obligation, okay? And so, for example, if you try to run away from it, continue doing what you're doing and just letting things happen, well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have to start selling things that you don't want to sell um, to be able to kind of facilitate what's going on in your debt repayments. Now, I encourage everyone to really go look at their cash flow, really analyze everything that's going in and going out and apply buffers to what's going on, okay? Um, not avoid it, okay? The worst thing you can do is, is, is avoid it, okay? And if you find yourself in a scenario where you, you can't manage it, you can't, you know, you can't find a way out, well, this is the time when you potentially got to be looking at professionals around you to be able to support you. First point of call is to be looking at your broker, okay? So looking out, reaching out to someone like Anthony, Anthony to be able to go through, look at your mortgage, look at the way it's set up, look at the facilities that they've done and see if there's any options there to kind of move around. The second thing as well too is to be looking at your cash flow. Now, is that be to use a money coach? Is that to be using a financial advisor? Depending on where your, your situation is, will determine where that kind of sits, okay? And really trying to work out a game plan with you to kind of get you out with from there but the first thing i think you need to do is try it yourself first and foremost put your put your accounts where they need to be okay or your repayments where they need to be okay and see what happens to your cash flow now you might not like what you see the things that you need to sacrifice that on but for me there's no really other options and and fellas i'm 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 open to your thoughts in regards to if there are any other options uh, for these people but really the reality is is doing that I think, I think there's, there's, unfortunately, there's no real way around this. But I think as well, the sooner you get on top of your cash flow, because, Anthony, I know we've, I've had contacts with yourself where people have come to you maybe a little bit too late and they haven't amended their cash flow properly and, and they try to refinance, but their cash flow actually doesn't support them and allow them to refinance. So they're sort of caught in this little in this loop where they can't refinance, they can't afford a loan either. Mm-hmm. So... And how much time should someone leave before coming to see you? Should it be as soon as possible? Should it be a few months out from their fixed rate endings? How, how quickly should they get the ball rolling here? Yeah, so look, in, in, when it comes to fixed rates and, and looking into that, I would say, I don't know, maybe about two months is more than enough time to actually have a look at that. If you are in a situation where your circumstances are changing and you might want to um, look at your loan a bit earlier because maybe you're not going to be to refinance due to your circum, you've got some education cost or your work instances, yes, there may be a little bit earlier, but if your loan's fixed and it's coming off, um, two months is more than enough time. But 
while while discussing that too, the other thing that you need to be aware of is a lot of clients now, even the ones that are on variable rates, when they got their loan maybe two, three years ago, um, using the lower interest rates, the, the assessment rates that we're using were maybe around that 4% mark, where now you're looking at assessment rates. Some banks have assessment rates of 7.5%, 8%, which make it extremely hard to service a loan. So if you were in a situation where you could where you could um, refinance your loan maybe two, three years ago, no worries at all, now it's actually going to be a lot harder due to those higher assessment rates, as well as with the cost of living, the bank has also factored that in. So um, expense levels have been increased too. So that in um, with the expense levels increasing, as well as the assessment rates increasing, it is much harder to service a loan. Um, and that also affects new buyers. If you maybe went to a bank... Uh, a year or so ago for a pre-approval and they said, okay, yeah, you can borrow this much. Now that's also going to be significantly less just because the assessment rates and the, the living expense level has gone up so much, it does make it much harder to borrow. Mm. So I think, I think another one as well too that people um, maybe don't consider but need to start considering is the ability to earn more income. Now, we're in a situation where in Australia we've had record unemployment rates, okay? I think um, at 3.5% is the latest data in regards to unemployment. Really what that does is enable you to understand that you're in the box seat to be able to kind of earn more money because there's a lot of employment opportunity that are out there. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to find another job. This might be in the simple version of promotion, self-skilling, uh, you know, upskilling, might be in, a, in, in, the, in the scenario of side hustling as well. Now, we need to be making sure that we try and produce as much income as possible, especially now. Economically speaking, right now, with the tide is changing as inflation goes up. Usually what that also means is that there's going to be layoffs that are going to be happening as well, which I don't want to be putting more fuel on the fire. But being able to upskill yourself is also going to be helping to obviously bring more income in, but also be able to give you those skill sets to be able to deviate through recessional times as well too. So as much as I want you to go away and we all want you to go away and prepare for the interest rates and the, cash, the interest rates to rise for yourself and be able to manage that debt and whatnot, that's done by two ways. It's done by increasing your income and also reducing your expenses. Now, for our clients, our private clients, we've been speaking about this for a long, long time. But for all of you out here, we need to be making sure that you're well prepared for what's to come. So when you're sitting there going, oh, maybe my fixed rate isn't going to end for six months, that doesn't mean that you don't do nothing for six months. That means that you, one, push your repayments up to where they would be if after your fixed rates have gone up, put a buffer on top of that. Also actively and aggressively work very, very hard to increase your income as much as possible, okay? To increase your surplus amount of cash flow. Your surplus amount of cash flow will put you in good stead to make sure that regardless of the economic scenario, that you're in a good position on the way out. Now, this also from a, from a wealth creation perspective also helps you to be in a good position because I know this might sound bad, but there's less people doing that um, than actually doing it, which means that you're going to be on the right side of the fence to be able to take advantage of opportunities that come across your way. So I want to be making sure that everyone that's viewing this and listening to this is really trying to elevate their income and trying to push that up as much as possible and also trying to work on those expenses and cut out any unnecessary expenses and really trying to prepare their debt obligations on, on what they will be post these fixed rates, okay? Now, the other thing as well too that I want everyone uh, everyone to know is that a lot of this has got to do with behavior and mindset as well, 
okay? So this isn't just got to do with the balance sheet and what's on the, you know, what's going on in the income and expenses. This has also got to do with a mindset shift and a behavioral shift. In the last few decades, especially for people that are in their 30s and if not 40s, and obviously very much so for people in their 20s, you've never actually gone through major economic times like major economic hardship okay in australia we've been very very fortunate that we've been blessed with good economic times but it has not created the resilience and the behaviors for us to be able to navigate through inflationary times and tough times so you need to also start on the preparedness to start going without sacrificing things that we need to do not living life on credit okay being able to kind of push those away Anthony and me were speaking about a client only recently where we looked at this scenario and they had debt. They had, you know, they wanted to finish off some house renovations. They had two credit cards. They had personal loans. They were just essentially living their life on debt. Okay. And all you're doing when you do that is really just pushing or really taking away from your tomorrow for today. Okay. And so really understanding the behaviors and the mindset around this. And we find that the people that excel in this area are the ones that are able to, to harness that and, and really do well in regards to their behaviors and their mindset. And Mason, I know you work very closely in this area as well too. And it's very much a big um, component of, of this, isn't it? The mindset is absolutely key. And again, bring ourselves back to living within our means. It's never been hard to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. And it's funny you mentioned mindset because what I'm seeing a lot on socials at the moment um, is people thinking about, do I make it an interest only alone? Um, mm. That way my repayments get lowered. But again, mm. this is somewhat stealing from your tomorrow to help today. You're not, you're sort of delaying the inevitable. So is it, but John, is there any circumstance where you would suggest changing from mm-hmm. a, uh, for a principal interest loan to an interest only loan to be able to continue making these repayments. And for this, assume I'm talking about the principal place of residence and not investment property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, first and foremost, you might find yourself actually difficult for that to actually happen. And Anthony, obviously we speak in regards from a, from a lending perspective, the ability to do that, move from a principal and interest loan to, a, to an interest only loan requires you to re- get reassessed, okay? So it's very easy for you to go from interest only to principal and interest, but to go from uh, principal and interest interest only is quite difficult so if you're finding yourself under financial stress under financial duress it's actually quite difficult to move from one to the other um so um i i'm more of the more of the thing that mason i I think it would be very hard as, as an option coupled with yeah um depending on the person's circumstances obviously okay um this is general advice only we don't know people's personal circumstances so please reach out if we if you want to dive deeper into your personal circumstances but the reality is is that that should be one of the last options that we utilize to be able to kind of push forward okay the reality is is that there, there should be other things that we're trying to not uh to, to take away before we get into that position as well the, the, the other thing with that one is um, from going to, to go interest only on your principal place of, place of residence, the banks also don't like that. So for you changing your home, uh, your home loan to interest only, the banks are going to ask a lot of questions of why you want to do that because they want to see you paying down your place of residence rather than trying to just keep that as interest only. Um, like John said, it is also quite hard to refinance because you need a, you, you have to do a whole application again. And if you're struggling um, as you are now making that 
to go interest only is also quite hard. And then the third one is people don't realize when you actually go to interest only, you're paying a higher rate. So sometimes it might be the only difference of saving a hundred or $200 a month, but you're not paying anything off. At least if that loan was principal and interest, you're making some sort of payment towards that debt. Um, and you're actually moving forward. Like John said, you're not taken away or Mason said, you're not taken away from tomorrow today by doing that. So that's also another thing you need to consider before making that decision. Yeah. 100%. I think, I think the biggest thing is preparing your cash flow and also preparing your mindset. I think that that's kind of the biggest thing. And when you look at your cash flow, it really kind of comes down to the two main factors of, you know, one, increasing your income and using those levers. If that's upskill, you know, promotion, side hustle, you know, second jobs. Um, I think that this whole um, new way of, um, you know, I want to kind of work less and earn more, yeah, I think is kind of getting thrown out. Um, I think you've got to put in the hard work at the moment and actually, you know, utilise as much as you can at the moment. And I think the, the strong and the willing will survive through this and obviously prosper. The ones who want to be lazy and kind of sit on their bum and not do nothing and think that the rewards are going to happen, those good days are over. And, and I was listening to something the other day that rates where they were, essentially money was free, okay? Money is no longer free. And that's what people are starting to realize. So you need to be in a position to be able to understand that and then get yourself in the right mindset to say, yep, I'm going to crush this and this is what I'm going to do to make this happen, okay? And putting a step-by-step -step plan of making that come to life and pushing through that and getting to where you need to get to. Um, the, the reality is, is that you can't not face what's happening. This is happening, okay? It's a matter of you've got to do this and this is what's got to be required. And then obviously, if you don't want to do, it, do, do that, you're going to have to face the music once the music is presented to you. So uh, this has been really, really good to kind of delve into what's the required steps that need to be done, what needs to happen. Feel free. There's a, a lot of people on here that are watching. So feel free to ask any questions. Um, we'll give you everyone a moment if they want to ask any questions that we may have not have covered. Um, but this has been really good. And, and hopefully for the people that are sitting there with a game plan now, they can kind of write down a few notes bring that all down and put that into action. Um, but, you know, I'll take a moment for if anyone's got any further questions. Mason and Anthony, please feel free if you want to add anything further. I'd sort of look to add is, I think it's a, I think I actually like this strategy from a, from a, a cash flow point of view is, Say someone's had a, a 30 year loan that paid it down for the last five years, got down 25 years. You can refinance that into another 30 year loan. Yes, your loan terms are getting longer, but your payments are likely going to reduce. So that is, that is a, a way you can reduce those monthly payments. And when we do that, or look to do that for clients, we also won't continue to have that buffer. So not to lower your payments to that lower level, keep your payments where they are. So you're actually building up a bit of a cash buffer as well. So it's a cash, it's, you're getting both ways. So I do quite like that strategy. For some people, that does work quite well. Um, so it's something to keep in mind. It's something to talk to Ant about, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, Mason, that's definitely one that we that we do quite often is extending that loan term. Um, yes, yeah, so like you said, your minimum repayments will be less, 
but you, we want to keep up those extra payments. So if you keep those repayments the same, make those extra payments, that will be either building up in your offset or your reach or wherever, wherever your payments are going. Um, you've got that built up. And then like in, in different situations, like for an example, you're going on, you know, you're going to start the family in a couple of years time. And then you want to reduce that, that minimum um, commitment to the loan. That's a perfect scenario or, um, or something like that. And it, it's got that flexibility where worst case scenario, you can reduce those repayments if needed, but you've also got that flexibility to make extra payments and help you smash that debt out as soon as you, as soon as you'd like to pay it out. Great, great tips, guys. Great tips. Well, guys, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you everyone for joining us today. And like I said, if there's any questions that you'd like to know, please feel free to reach out. Um, even if that is by DM to any one of us, we'll obviously be happy to point you in the right direction. Um, but for everyone, have a great weekend um, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Cheers. Have a good one. Thanks. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cash Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to learn more about me, jump onto my Instagram at, at the John Kasher, and you'll find me there or at my website at www.johncasher.com.au. Thanks for listening. Cheers.